Pablo for breakfast. Now, lots of things to get our teeth sunk into, but there's a few oldies coming back to us, including Avatar being re-released on cinema. Why, Adam? Why? <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> um, look, I, um, James Cameron's throne as the all-time box office master keeps getting challenged, you know, um, mm. by the Avengers, by the Top Gunners, you know, like um, people keep slowly encroaching on the King of the World's title and Jimmy doesn't like that, right? You know, um, now, look, I mean, I, I'm kind of all for this for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, this is a beautiful remaster. It is in 4K. There is, uh, I noticed last night that there is a resolution and uh, jump up and that there is a frame rate jump up in some parts. So 3D has been laying relatively dormant in our uh, multiplexes. So I, I know that it alienates some people, but that is often because it's cheap 3D where it's got a very dim light and it's been retroactively converted into 3D. Now, Cameron um, shot this natively in 3D. He has remastered it. He has turned the brightness up. It still looks gorgeous and it holds up remarkably well. Now, I think that, you know, this, when I was watching it last night, I thought, you know, storytelling aside, the gripes that some people have that it might be a bit derivative and that it reminded them of Fern Tree Gully or Dance with Wolves or any other kind of narrative like that. This has got to be almost pound for pound the greatest work of imagination completed in film. You know, like, I mean, Jimmy's created a whole nother world here. Basically, and he's not only, he's not just writing a novel, he had to figure out the tools to extract that from his mind and put it in front of our eyes. And I think that's the reason why it has been the greatest box office success in cinema history. I think that it is really transportative. And like, you know, it, it is just, you know, it's so lush. Um, yeah, it's broad and it's maybe formulaic for some but i think too as well that this is a great refresher because we're about to get innumerable sequels well i think four of them two three four and five and i've heard that he has you know this um a multi-generational plot you know like that it is going to be a real saga a true epic and you know james has delivered you know titanic aliens terminator all these iconic pieces of cinema and he seems to be really hitched to this wagon and he believes that the avatar universe is going to be his greatest achievement so i'm i'm kind of all here for it I'm, I'm not against this at all but if you wanted a refresher of you know how big a movie this is you should really go and check it out again and once again we've become so addicted to streaming to see something that is a truly cinematic theatrical experience is fantastic again it got me quite dressed up last night now speak no evil is a new danish psychological thriller on paramount plus now, this could not be any further <laughs> removed from <laughs> from Avatar. So where that movie, you know, is about love and family. Well, this one's about uh, family, but not so much love. Now, this has got a really curious premise. It's about a couple that make friends with another couple on holiday, and they make fast friends. And they kind of, you know, and it, you can tell that this this couple is struggling with their, with their young child and how to kind of rekindle their own romance and to have their own, uh, you know, social uh, outlets. So when this other couple who, are kind of have got you know pretty diametrically opposed personality traits comes into their circle they they think that it's something that's going to freshen up their lives now after that holiday happens they decide that they are going they get an invitation to come and stay out at their remote cabin or well, their house which is kind of like half cabin what but, could go so, wrong adam what could, what go could wrong? possibly go wrong now the thing <laughs> is that uh, yeah the shady couple just happened to have a child who has a 
no tongue and can't speak and he's trying to tell the other couple that something isn't right and now this movie is twisted uh and it is dark and it's a really really nasty piece of work it it starts off as a almost comedy of manners watching these two couples trying to feel each other out and try to bond over friendship and it turns slowly turns into something nasty controlling and by the end unspeakably evil so this is a movie that will shake i reckon about 98 percent of the population um but there are people that seek out those kind of experiences i'm one of them and my brother didn't want to talk to me after it finished so uh yeah, so check it out at your own peril but definitely one of the films that people will be talking about now fleas is out on stand now the opposite of that this incredibly life-affirming film but probably even more terrifying uh this story of an afghan refugee who's coming to terms with his emerging sexuality is so touching and so beautiful um and it is an an adult animated feature now that's normally that's a bit of a weird no man's land like we don't really get that many Mm. theatrical releases that are specifically that use you know what is you know, ostensibly used as a children's tool to tell adult stories. And this is a really, really adult story. Um, But what it does is that it allows our protagonist here, Amin, to tell his story in his own words and allows kind of the visual flourishes to go. And so you really feel like you are with him on every step of this perilous, terrifying journey. Um, And it's just, you know, it's a film about self-discovery and it's a film about acceptance. And look, I mean, this film had such an emotional punch by the time that it finished, I, I couldn't speak. I was I had tears running down my face. So this has been nominated for or, or won almost every documentary or animation award that there's been going. And I just I cannot, you know, if I could reach through the radio and grab you and say, go to Stan, watch Flea, just do it. You're, some movies make you a better person after you've watched them, and Flea is such a film. Check it out. Now, Matrix, it's back at Netflix, but not the original. Uh, the one that's trending at the moment is Resurrection. And Resurrections is a number. It's number one on the Netflix movies. And look, um, I, you know, this was a, a relative box office failure. I mean, we all know that the original Matrix just blew the doors off the barn. You know, I mean, it it looked and moved like nothing that we'd seen. It was an amalgamation of you know high wire kung fu stunts, breaking edge special effects, a really cool cyberpunk story. I mean, you know, there was no cooler movie, I guess, basically when I was a kid. Mm. The sequels um, went up their own backside and became incredibly complicated convoluted and philosophical and i i struggle to find anyone on the entire planet that can really plead a case for matrix two and three being fantastic films there are some people now i would argue that four is worse than all of them the two sequels combined you know so this this i've talked to you extensively about legacy sequels and that's where you uh you you know revive a dormant franchise you pinch one or two of the original cast members and you introduce uh, some newbies, something you know, very much like Top Gun Maverick. But here, I mean, we've we've got Keanu, we've got Carrie Ann Moss front and center. But my goodness, because this is metatextual, this movie follows a person making a video game based on the Matrix, and it's got all this in talk about studio interference and about creative black holes, and like it, it, it you know, if you thought the other movies were boggling, this is even more boggling. Um, there. The Wachowski sisters, who started as the Wachowski's brothers and then became the Wachowskis, have transitioned. And that, you know, a lot of people see The Matrix now as as a trans allegory. And so if you're looking at it um, just kind of through that, uh, through that prism, then there's probably a lot to chew on here. Look, I mean, the movie's throwing a huge amount of philosophy to you, but to me, The Matrix always was successful as well because it had that depth underneath, or at least, you know, like it appeared to, but it had really high-octane action, 
excellent choreography. And I thought that this film, which has got a real artificial digital sheen, it looks like um, like a tech demo at Harvey Norman on television. I just thought it looked. I thought it looked ugly. I thought that it moved terribly. I thought it didn't have a memorable action beat in the whole film to save itself. And so, only one of the Wachowskis have come back for this one. And I think that um, the other one was smart to to run away. I, 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 this is one of the biggest curios of my film going life. I, I did not like this. I don't know why this movie exists, but check it out for free on Netflix at your own peril. Now I've got something horrible and I'm slightly scared to admit to you, Adam. Last week I said, I've got the weekend free. I'm going to dive into Dune. I watched a good 20 minutes. And of a three, of a three hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> and I hit pause 20 minutes in and then realized I've got over two hours still to go. I shut it down and I watched Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds for a bit of charm in my life. And uh, June, unfortunately, I know it was your movie of the year, the dress-ups. I couldn't get into it, unfortunately. It was look, not for I, me. Um, I do not. I don't look. I don't hate Free Guy whatsoever. But when you're talking about when you're talking about the critical, like diametrically opposed things, you've got June, you know, like this, and then you've got Free Guy. That's that's like me sending you to a fine dining restaurant. And you said you went to Domino's instead. You, you know, <laughs> each to but, their own, Adam. Each to their own. Taste, taste is subjective. Pablo, taste is subjective. Uh, Adam, it's always good to chat. We'll catch up next week. And my pleasure. Pablo for breakfast. Triple M.